Hello, everyone, and welcome to the First Loved Podcast. Well, this is the second talk pertaining to this idea that behavior flows out of memory. And so we're after how do we change our memory? How do we change what's stored up? How do we get stuff stored up so that we behave differently? And the first thing that I did with you last week is simply to help you slow down and engage a passage and connect it to an image, connect it to something that's emotionally relevant to you so that a home might be a a positive emotion for some of you, or even just the image of a tent, that it's unique and special and whatever it was, or maybe just this phrase, face-to-face or mouth-to-mouth or that I know you by name, whatever you were able to take away from last time. But trying to connect a specific passage, a specific idea to emotionally positive images, memories, whatever it might be, so that you make an emotional connection so that you and the Lord are connecting not just with the logical, factual information, but it's becoming a relational, emotional experience together. And consequently, I wonder if a week later... Is some of that stuff even firing again in your mind? Or you've been doing it all week, and yeah, I just, I look forward to my time with the Lord because I know what He's going to say to me and how He feels about me when I arrive. So anyway, if you didn't hear it, I want to encourage you to see if you can find a moment to do so. So I want to do a passage that's in the material in the session two, the love verse practice. And I think I've probably talked about it before, but I feel like it's really important to cover again in light of what I'm learning. And that is especially how do you get truth? How do you get the love of God stored up in such a way that love comes out of us automatically, unconsciously, naturally? So the verse is this, pay attention Turn your ear to the sayings of the wise. Apply your heart, which in the Old Testament meant everything internal, and especially here, both your emotion and your thought, your mind. So apply your heart, apply your emotion, apply your mind, your thinking to what I teach. For it is pleasing when you keep them my words, my sayings, in your heart, your emotion, your mind, your thought, and have all of them ready on your lips. So let me not interrupt it and just hear it. First as is, and then I want you to hear it directly from the Lord. Pay attention. Turn your ear to the sayings of the wise. Apply your heart to what I teach, for it is pleasing, pleasing when you keep them in your heart and have all of them, all of them ready on your lips. Okay, one more time now, but a little bit more personalized from the Lord. Pay attention, beloved one. Turn your ear to what I have to say. Listen to my words. Apply your heart, meditate, focus to what I teach, to the words I'm sharing with you. For it is pleasing when you keep them, pleasing to you, pleasing to me, and pleasing for others, honestly, when you keep them in your heart and have all of them, all of them ready on your lips to speak them, to recall them, to share them, to remind yourself. 
Again, that's Proverbs 22, 17, 18. Here's the point. It says, pay attention and listen to my words. Last week, we were talking about the fact that God speaks. Sadly, from my point of view, most Christians only read or listen to something once. You hear a sermon, you read a passage, and you've heard me talk about this, and then you read something new the next day, and read something new the next day, and read something new the next day, or listen to something, but you listen to it once and move on to the next thing, and the next thing, and the next thing. Listening is a part. Reading is, in fact, a part of the communication process, no doubt. But I love the fact that it begins by saying, pay attention. And one of the things that I've been learning about the beginning of forming memory is that we have this part of our brain called working memory where you are processing hundreds of thousands of information at lightning speed, but your brain only focuses on between five or nine things, for some three to seven, at one time. It's remarkable. Like even as you're listening to me, you may be driving, you may be sitting, you may be also noticing that there's traffic or the sounds or the sights or you're thinking about getting to work, but you're also listening to me. There's this amazing capacity that the brain can be processing three, five, seven things at one time, but ultimately it's discarding things as fast as it's processing things, forgetting things, never even remembering things. And when he says, pay attention, the beginning of storing up something, the beginning of owning something is that your brain has to be called to attention where something grabs its attention. It gets your attention. And generally what gets your attention is some bit that is in that working memory thing that is emotional. Sometimes it has immediate relevance to some issue that it's, there's that needs-to-know thing we refer to, or, or it's triggering a pleasant previous memory or even a, a difficult memory, so you're focused on what you're processing at that moment because it's going to help you not do the same thing wrong again or cause pain. Whatever it is, there are things that get our attention. Where <laughs> Think about it sometimes if you're in church, maybe you're listening to me and and I haven't said something that's really captured your attention yet, and so it's kind of I'm there in the midst of those other six, seven, eight other things going on in your brain, and maybe you've even tuned me out going, hmm, I wonder if the Red Sox won last night. Oh, yeah, you know, I got to go do this. I better do this. But you're listening to me at the same time. But your brain is actually zeroed in on the one thing. And ultimately, it needs to do that. It needs to finally focus on the one thing. And generally, what's going to draw your focus, draw your attention, capture your attention, is something, again, that has this significance. It relates to a need. It relates to a memory. It's a special interest or especially, and maybe connected to any of those things I just said, there's an emotional connection to it. It arouses emotion. It, it got, ooh, what's that? Oh, that's, it, it feels good to think about that, or to hear that, whatever it might be. The point is, God says, pay attention. The first thing we need to do is to ask the Lord, and here's what I've been saying to you for years. Choose a passage to begin to memorize based on that. 
What has got your attention? Why would you even pick that passage? Is there motivation for you for picking that passage, which is also another key word about attention? How you think, ooh, this would really help me in a certain way, or ooh, that really encourages me or fills me with hope. Whatever it is, ask the Lord first, what's capturing my attention? What's got my attention? What did I hear? What passage? What did I read? What did somebody say? And then choose to make that what you focus on. That's the beginning. And then even what part of that verse, what word in that verse initially, what's got a hold of your attention? So like the word tent did for me last time, or the word home did for me. And it caught my attention as I thought about various kinds of other connections, associations to it. And so it was very easy to to think of tent of meeting and remember that he makes his home in my heart, etc. Somehow, someway, you want to connect to a passage that is emotionally engaging you. Certain words, certain ideas, certain pictures, certain images, whatever, certain memories. Find that passage because you'll be motivated to want to return to it throughout the day, to return to it the next day, and to put the work in getting it memorized. Which again, I think, is the next step of the process is explicitly what the text says. Apply your heart to what I teach. Apply your emotion, apply your mind, apply your thought to what I teach. In other words, from a spiritual point of view, it means to meditate. That's what I did with you last time. We began to meditate on the idea of a tent. Meditate. What's home? What does it mean to speak face-to-face intimately? What would it be like to think, Lord, what do you feel when you think about me? These are the things that I had you pause, take time, meditate on, and perhaps even by the end of last time and over this week, you have found maybe you've memorized that verse, even as I did. But I loved the verse. I loved the thought of, Lord, you speak. You're not a a silent God. You're a person, and you speak, and you speak to me by name. And you speak intimately as you do a friend. I mean, that touches my emotion. That's like, ooh, almighty God loves to meet in this private moment with me. I, I loved wanting to meditate on that, to think about it. What does it look like? Preparing my heart to come. And so, again, the idea is apply your heart to what I teach. And in this case, maybe apply your heart to what I've said. Apply your heart to this truth that I made my home in you, that you don't have to go set up a tent and wait for me to show up. I'm already here waiting for you to show up. But apply your mind. Meditate. Make those connections, those emotional connections, those emotional image connections, emotional memory connections, whatever they are, but connect so that when he says it, you feel his heart being expressed and it begins to get cemented and moving into long-term memory When it's got these emotional connections, you want to remember it. You want to say it again some point during the day. You might even be beginning to be motivated where you want to be able to say it to yourself, to say it to the enemy like Jesus did. It is written. Or especially that you want to be able to speak it to somebody else and say, oh man, I want to say this from the Lord's heart to yours. You feel motivated. You feel compelled. And then he says, for it is pleasing when you keep them. Keep them in your heart. Think about that. It is pleasing when you keep them in your heart. Pleasing to whom? 
I think it's pleasing to the Lord when you are storing up his heart into your mind, you're storing up his truth into your mind as relational experience, not just words. You're storing up what loving looks like. You're storing up what loving sounds like, what loving feels like. And as you're storing up these loving experiences, love's going to come out. You store up love, love's going to come out. So it's pleasing on so many levels. It's pleasing to think about. It's pleasing to the Lord. It's pleasing to yourself. (laughs) I hope that you found that meditating on this stuff is really pleasurable. Like, Lord, it's awesome. Say it again, Mark. Mark, I am pleased. I find so much pleasure in you. Mark, whom I know by name. Welcome. So glad you're here. And of course, the last line, and have all of them ready, ready, ready on your lips. You know, you guys, just last Sunday, it was so fun. Last Sunday, I went to church and is my practice now for years. I'm always asking the Lord, Father, who can I love today? What can I bring today? I was responsible for leading pre-service prayer that goes from 9.15 to 10, but I had also been given three $100 bills from a wedding, and I had them sitting on my dresser, and I just thought, you know what? It was a gift. I'm going to give one of these away. So I put a $100 bill in my pocket and thought, Lord, who is that for? Well, what was really fun was that at the end, we asked in the pre-service prayer after we prayed about a lot of things, I said, what about any of you? Is there something you would like prayer for? And one of the young gals immediately responded with, yeah, I've just been so fighting discouragement and I could just use some encouragement. And so we had her come into the middle and people started to pray and then boom, I have that word in a number of verses, but especially what came to mind. And here again, it's pleasing. 2 Thessalonians 2, 16 and 17. I, the Lord Jesus Christ myself, and God your Father who loves you and by my grace has given you eternal encouragement and good hope, together we are here to encourage your heart, encourage your heart and strengthen you for every good deed and word. Well, you know what? I said it to her. But then I felt like the Lord wanted me to have her experience it even more than just tone of voice. So I took the risk and I said, would you look at me eye to eye, face to face, if you're comfortable with that? She said, sure. And so she looked me in the eye and then I noticed I had been praying, oops, with my eyes closed. (laughs) But at that moment, I noticed tears were rolling down her cheeks. So clearly it's happening. But then she could see an entirely embodied expression of those words, my facial expression, my tone of voice, my arm and hand gestures. And and then she saw and heard those words fully embodied. I, Jesus Christ, myself, and I, God, your Father, who loves you, and by my grace has given you eternal encouragement and good hope. We are here right now to encourage your heart and strengthen you for every good deed and word. Tears, just soaking it in. A few other people had some marvelous things to pour into her. Things that they had ready on their lips, ready to share and give away the love that they knew. It was so awesome to watch her be. And we go, how are you feeling? She goes, encouraged. (laughs) It was so cool. 
all through church, though, I'm going, Lord, this 100 bucks is burning in my pocket, you know, and I'm like, Lord, who's this for? Who's this for? And right at the end, I looked across and I saw her sitting there and I thought, you know what, first of all, I need to write this out. And so the fun thing is by memory, I could write the whole thing out for her and I actually gave her another verse. But I walked over to her and I said to her, you know, I just feel like you have got the Lord's attention today. You are on his heart. He's been loving you before church, I'm sure during church, but I feel compelled that he also wants to just bless you financially. And I handed her the $100 bill. And again, she went, oh, and then she got all cry again. And I don't have any idea if it was related to a specific need or just the joy of receiving $100. But I'm telling you, so much fun. So much fun. And the other thing that I was so blessed by is a young family, their little kids were sitting there together, and one of the little kids kicked over the father's huge mug of iced coffee. And all of a sudden, there's this massive spill. Fortunately, it's a gym floor. But instantly, I just jumped out of my chair and said, I've got this. And I ran outside, got a million paper towels, and came in. And it was so sweet because the little four-year-old, she wanted to help me. And so the two of us are soaking up all this stuff. And everybody's watching us while they're singing worship songs, whoever had their eyes open. But I was so thrilled that it was my unconscious, automatic response was, you've got the kids, let me take care of this. And just bam, I was there. And they got to see Jesus love them in a very servant, caring way. Anyway, isn't that fun? I I just hope even that would encourage you. The nice part is that people got loved through me in a variety of ways. And one of them was with what was stored up in my heart, on my lips, because I'd been applying it thinking about it, paying attention to it. It's so many times that I automatically, boom, I hear the word discouraged, encouraged. That first came up and I was able to immediately bless her heart. That's what we're after. That's the kind of stuff we want stored up so we can give it away to someone else. So I pray that you would just pay attention. Ask the Lord, Lord, what passage has got my attention right now? And then move in to listen first to his words, apply them to your heart, meaning to meditate, keep them in your heart, memorize them so that they're ready on your lips. So to that end, Lord, bless my brothers and sisters, bless each one who's listening today, and I pray that they would continue to do what's necessary to get the love and the good stored up in their mind, Lord, so that it flows out to others around them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.